Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. So what's good, everybody? Welcome into the live MMA-only episode of The Early Edge. If you're brand new to us, first of all, welcome. We are here seven days a week, 365 days a year. We also do specific shows to soccer in your feed right now. MMA, we're getting ready to do it in your feed right now. And also, the NFL, Week 15 NFL Mega Preview. If you aren't subscribed to our channel, do it right now. You're watching us. And turn on those notifications so you don't miss one single second of any of the content we have dropping into your feed. Now, my star for this show was in the arena last Saturday night when the second biggest upset, as far as odds are concerned, happened. Juliana Pena shocking the world. And Andrew Gombas, as we bring you in, you also did your homework to a T. You gave me a pick from inside the arena. Jeff Neal, that cashed, and Julia Pena won big. What was it like, sir, to be in the arena and feel that electricity all night long? It was it was awesome. There was a split second right after Pena won where people didn't really react. We were all kind of looking at each other and then all and then it hit us. A few, it was a delayed reaction. It hit everyone a few seconds later. Then the roof almost blew off the place. It was awesome. I'm so happy for her. And that was just so cool to be a part of. Now, let me ask you this, because I have a lot of respect for a man that I used to work with, Chael Sonnen, and he said on his show on Tuesday, he said that Amanda Nunez quit. He said she didn't want to be in there. She was tired. She had given it all of her best, and that was not a position that she should have submitted from. How do you feel Amanda Nunez approached that fight, remembering she had COVID this year? Yeah, I think Chael nailed it. Um, And a lot of people will hear that and think it's disrespectful or that he's talking crap or something like that, or that I'm doing the same by agreeing with it. But that's something that every athlete, every combat athlete faces at some point, whether it's in the practice room, whether it's on a mat, whether it's in a ring, whether it's in the octagon, there's always a point in time and no one wants, no one likes to admit it, but everyone's done it where you do quit. Amanda Nunes was exhausted. Um, She's been known in her career to be a fast starter because normally she's not getting that type of resistance at the women's 135 and 105 pound division. She's just being able to walk through her opponents. I think she went for a harder fight than she anticipated and uh, was looking for a way out. Yeah, I agree with you too. And I do think there is something to the COVID issue. We've seen a lot of athletes that have got COVID have issues with their breathing the next time they come out and try to compete. But in her defense, she has accepted the rematch. She will be healthy for the entire camp leading up to the rematch. So we'll see what happens when she takes on Juliana Pena 
and Pena is the champ. But we need to focus on the here and the now because the UFC right back in action this week at the Apex in Las Vegas. And Andrew, this week, the main event, it's the big boys. It is Derek Lewis from H-Town. It is Chris Dawkins, who if some people don't know who he is. We'll talk about it in a minute, but he is an up-and-coming, really good heavyweight that people need to keep their eye on. So let's get into our first fight that you like today. These are your best bets. Charles Jordan, he's a minus-190 favorite. Take it on Andre Ewell, plus-180, coming back the other way. Talk to me. Yeah, so I like Andre Yule in this underdog spot. This fight's primarily going to take place on the feet where Yule has good one twos. He's long. He's a six inch reach advantage on Jordan here. And Jordan kind of likes the firefight. He likes to get into brawls. And I think Yule, from a technical standpoint, is tough to do that with. And again, that even though Yule's going up to 145 pounds for this fight, I like him in this spot because of that six inch reach advantage, because of his clean one twos. I think he's going to win the fight. By the way, the prelims start at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Some of these you don't want to get shut out. The main card starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time as well. All right, second fight, Diego Ferreira, plus 165 as the underdog, taking on Matus Gamrat. Now, this number has already been moving this week as Gamrat, people seem to be betting him in the ones and then now into the low twos. But you like the other side. What do you like here? Yeah. So from a talent perspective, this is probably the best fight on the entire card. Uh, I was on Gamrot in his last fight against Jeremy Stevens. He made that look easy, but this is a completely different matchup here against Carlos Diego Fajara. Um, I like the plus number on Fajara. He's a very, very good grappler. His last two fights were losses, but they were to Gregor Gillespie and Benil Dariush, who are two of the best grapplers mm-hmm. in the division. Um, Gamrot's good. He's well-rounded, but when he shoots takedowns, he shoots from far away. I think if he does that against Fajara, he's going to end up getting reversed, end up on his back, and, and might wind up in some very uncomfortable spots. So I'm going with the underdog here as well. We say it all the time, the styles make fights, and they also can make a fighter too, based off of what you just said. And I like that analysis a lot. So we're going to back Diego Ferreira plus 165 as the underdog. All right. Now, people at home that bet on MMA, to kind of keep them interested throughout the night, they love to bet parlays. Give me a two-way parlay that you found that you don't necessarily like the number individually, but you put it together. It's something that we can work with. Yeah, so I'm thinking the first leg of the parlay, we're going to go with Steven Wonderboy Thompson. He's taking on Bilal Muhammad. Um, Thompson is a very difficult striker to deal with. He last fought Gilbert Burns. I was at that fight as well. I was actually on Burns in that fight. But Burns is one of the best grapplers in the world. He's bigger and stronger than Muhammad, and he packs a way bigger punch. Um, I think Thompson is being undervalued in the spot, even at minus 200, in the minus 200 range. I think he should be a much wider favorite because on the feet, this is going to be one-way traffic. I don't think Bilal Muhammad is going to be able to close the distance and try to get his hands on Stephen Thompson. I don't think he solves that puzzle. I like Thompson as the first leg. What about the second leg of the parlay? Second leg, we're going to go with Hione Barcelos. Um, I like Barcelos game a lot. He's very underrated at the Bantamweight division. He's an ace grappler, wrestling background, and he has some pop on the feet too. So I think he's a very safe bet here. Even at minus 290, minus 300, minus 310, I think it should be at least minus 400. I think Barcelos wins this fight wherever it goes, and I think he probably finds a finish as well. And to eliminate any confusion, Barcellus, that fight is on the prelim card and the Steven Thompson fight. That is the co-main event on the main card. I'll be honest. I love Bilal Muhammad. I, I like working with him as an announcer. I think he has a future. I think he's too small. 
to really affect Steven Wonderboy Thompson and get anywhere close to him. I think he's going to pick him apart, and I can see this thing going the distance because Steven Thompson, he just doesn't knock anybody out, but he can pick you apart and point you to death, which is why I believe he's never become that big superstar because fans want knockouts. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think at this point in his career, he's getting up there in age. And I think his time to become a star was in those Woodley fights. And to mm-hmm. your point, he just didn't do enough. He just missed. I thought he was going to win both those fights. I thought he did win the second Woodley fight, but he just didn't leave. He left out, which you can't do in fights that are so close. And it's really up to a judge's interpretation. But that being said, I think this is a very good matchup for him. And I think he uh, he gets it done. Awesome. Awesome. I see all of you in the chat. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. This is now a live show and last week was the first week. So Harrisonville Pooh bear. I see you, sir. Herc. He says, I don't know anything about MMA. This is fire. This sir. Thank you for watching. This is the reason we do this. It's all about educate and entertain. We don't want anybody to go into anything that they want to bet on and not know what you're talking about. Now, sir, we may not hit every single pick, but we're going to be here. We're going to give you the best information and we're going to trust the process and trust our trends. And that long-term is very profitable. Now, I always make my guy, Andrew, give me at least a lean on the main event. And this week, we got the big boys. And when the big boys are in there, anything can happen. Derek Lewis is always a crowd favorite because he's just so different. Now, Chris Dacus, he's a guy that could be a future heavyweight champion of the world. How do you see this fight playing out? Yeah, coach, if you remember my very first episode on the early edge, we rolled with Chris Dawkins in his last fight. That was on UFC 266, the Volkanovski versus Ortega mm-hmm. card. I slightly favor him to win this, but not enough to make a bet. I actually lean over 1.5 rounds. What that means for those who are just tuning in uh, who, or it's your first time betting MMA. When I say over one and a half rounds, that means two minutes and 30 seconds into the se- end of the second round. So seven and a half minutes total. I think this fight's going over. Um, Lewis doesn't really push much, push much of a pace. He looks, sits back and looks for the big shot. Dawkins doesn't, Dawkins doesn't really have that one punch power that Lewis has faced in the past against guys like Nganu and gone and guys like that. So I lean the over one and a half rounds. I don't love it at minus money, but if that was, if that was my pick for the fight, I'm going with the over one and a half. Yeah, it's such a hard thing. Be very, very careful. You hear Andrew kind of talk with a little hesitation. The reason for that is in the heavyweights, one punch and it can be over. So you can bet the over. It can be, you know, and so you just never know. So be very careful, but that's a lean. It's not going to be one of our best bets. So proceed with caution. All right, we were up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap. And it looks glorious for UFC at the Apex on Saturday night. We're going to go Andre Ewell plus 180. Diego Ferreira plus 165. Little parlay with Steven Wonderboy Thompson and Barcelos. That's going to give you a return of plus 100. Love that number. And then if you want to bet the main event, you're having a good night. You want to throw a little bit on, throw it on the over one and a half rounds, minus 137. All right. We are getting into the middle of December. It is very easy to lose focus. Don't do it. We're going to be here for you every single day at 10 a.m. And then also in the evening with specific shows for sports and also before every single primetime NFL game. We got you. All right. Thanks so much for hanging out with us live. Tell all your friends there's only one sports betting brand you even need to worry about. We like to call it powered by Sportsline, the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.